Today on In Grace, two words, Aurora Borealis. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today we have a very special In Grace for you because we're taking you all the way north to Alaska. And we're actually going to be going further north than most people would go to Alaska. They usually might go to Anchorage or the Kenai Peninsula. We're going to go all the way up to the middle of the state, Fairbanks, and we're going to go up in the wintertime. And most people don't do that. You know, we're here in Chicago and uh, it's cold enough here in January, in the middle of January in Chicago. Why would we get on an airplane and go all the way to Fairbanks? It's one of the coldest places on the planet. As a matter of fact, a lot of car manufacturers, airplane manufacturers, they take their products to Fairbanks. Our U.S. military trains troops in cold weather operations and survival in Fairbanks. Why are we doing this? Actually, I'm not sure, but I've always wanted to see the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights. And I decided that we would take our In Grace crew, my wife Karen, and head up there to be able to see these beautiful lights in the sky. And it's, it's been described as a, a masterpiece, a painting of God in the sky. And so we said, let's go do that. And let's also talk to our astronomer friend, Dr. Danny Faulkner, and he can explain what this is that we're seeing. We also talked to Dr. Carl Ball and geologist, Dr. Andrew Snelling uh, with Answers in Genesis, because he's going to explain the hot springs, because where we're going to go has hot springs. Can you imagine getting into water? That's 104 degrees, and it's below 30 degrees in the air. Well, that's what we're going to do. And on this journey, we're going to discover so many other things about God and his incredible, beautiful creation. So come along with us on our adventure today, Treasures in the Snow, Part 2. Now, before we go to Alaska, let me tell you how you can go to Alaska, not in the wintertime, but in July. That's much, much better a time to go to Alaska than in the wintertime because we have a creation cruise. In Grace has come up with this really cool idea. We've decided to bring all of our viewers and listeners all of our friends at InGrace, and all of us together get on a cruise ship. We're going to be on Holland America in July of this summer, and I'll be teaching on the ship. The ship gives us a room, and we can all get together and, and, and worship and learn. And then also, we're bringing a creation speaker. Some of you have heard of Bruce Malone. He is fantastic. I've traveled with him. I've seen him in operation around the world, and he is fantastic. So you're going to hear from him He'll explain things like the glaciers, the whale, the birds, all of the different things that you're going to see. He's going to talk about that and explain how that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that we came about by creation and not by evolution. We're also going to be blessed by Majesty Music. Some of you have heard of Patch the Pirate. Well, Patch the Pirate isn't able to come, of course, but his wife, Shelley, is able to come and his daughter, Megan, and 
his son-in-law, Adam, are coming, and there and some other people are going to be bringing us some beautiful music on this ship, on this creation cruise. It's a seven-day, one-way trip from Whittier, Alaska, down to Vancouver, and it's July 9th through the 16th. So if you'd like to get more information... Let me encourage you to go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Ingraceradio.com, click on travel, and then click on our Alaska Creation Cruise. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Our adventure to Alaska to see the Northern Lights turned into a show about so much more. Last time, my wife Karen and I, along with the director of Ingrace Television, Paul Vesquez, and his wife Rachel, saw impressive ice sculptures, met amazing ice sculptors, learned about incredible dog sled teams and their mushers, and rode speedy snow machines. But today, we get to do what we came here to do, to see the Aurora Borealis. We booked an excursion to go onto a mountain overnight to see the northern lights, but were surprised earlier in the evening when we heard shouting from outside. We hurried out of our warm hotel room at the China Hot Springs Resort into the frozen night air. We were stunned and amazed by God's amazing light show. The night that we saw the aurora, that was really amazing. We came out and we could hear all the screaming in our room and we were getting ready to come out. And so we come out and the sky was just lit up and that was really, really neat. It was about 9, 9.15. So they came out kind of early that night and we just looked up, first time we've seen them, like, you know, the first night we were here and just breathtaking, right? And that right. was just here And it's like a ribbon the in the, go, you know, waving in the wind kind right. of, it's just really neat. This is the real fun adventure when we're in a, like a snowcat. It's a Susvi uh, track vehicle taking us from the China Hot Springs up to a mountain lookout where they have these yurts that we're going to go into and stay warm, but be able to hop out and see the northern lights from a mountaintop vantage point. And you're going to be able to see kind of the whole sky. Uh, getting in uh, down at the resort, uh, right above us, it was the curtains of the, the green northern lights that were moving in all directions. It was breathtaking. I'm wondering if we should have even booked this excursion. You can hear the branches going across us. We're uh, going up a mountain and we just started to pitch up now. So we'll let you know more, but uh, so far so good. We're having a blast. It is absolutely freezing. We are northeast of Fairbanks. It's way below zero. We're out at about one in the morning and we're here to bring our Ingrace friends some beauty of God's creation. We're on top of Charlie Dome and it's a tall, not really a high, high mountain, but it's a, a peak in this area. And it's, it's frigid. You know, Fairbanks is known for this cold, cold temperature, but the cold also means clear. So tonight, we're out at about one in the morning to bring you the incredible Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis. On the top of Charlie Dome, the temperature plummeted. We could only stay outside for a few minutes at a time. 
catching glimpses of nice, but not spectacular, northern lights. It was great to have the warming yurts with coffee and tea and hot chocolate and more, but we wanted more. Sure, the auroras we had already seen were great, but we wanted to see what people described as breathtaking. This is unbelievable. I mean, you can't imagine how beautiful this is. I don't even know, you know, we have a good videographer, but I don't think you'll ever be able to capture it unless you're standing up here on top of this this peak and this cold, clear, crystal clear weather. It's just amazing. It just almost looks like smoke, doesn't it? That's why they call I would it the call that vapor. I would call that rising smoke. <laughs> just unbelievable. God gave us an amazing show. It literally took our breath away and caused me to fall to my knees and worship our amazing creator. While filming an upcoming series about the universe, I had a chance to talk to two men I respect to help us understand exactly what Northern Lights are. PhD astronomer, Dr. Danny Faulkner, and the director of the Creation Evidence Museum, Dr. Carl Baugh. Okay, you have an outrush of charged particles, protons primarily, coming from the sun. It's called the solar wind. This is always happening. Oh, yeah, it's always happening. It's pretty tenuous, but it, it amounts up to a while. And uh, if you didn't have any kind of protection on the Earth, uh, that eventually would erode the atmosphere away. Right? So what I'm about to tell you is, again, a design aspect. They're actually marvels of astrophysics. In fact, they involve the sun in its activity, light traveling 186,282.044866 miles per second takes eight minutes to get here. Well, you might want to get more precise on that number, by the way. Uh, I'll, I'll work on it. I'm going to have to work on <laughs> that. So it takes eight minutes for the light from the sun to get to the yes. Earth. But we, you know, how wonderful the sun is, but it also is dangerous, too. Yes, and with sunspots, we have additional cosmic energy. And that energy is shunted along these lines of electromagnetic energy. The Earth has a pretty strong magnetic field. It's what we call a dipole field. So imagine there's a bar magnet here and you get these magnetic field lines. Well, when these charged particles come streaming out from the sun, they're moving like a couple of percent the speed of light. It takes a day or two for them to get to the Earth. And when they get here, their charged particles are moving very quickly. Well, electricity and magnetism dictates that they'll be accelerated. And what happens is they end up spiraling around those magnetic field lines. It deflects them and it protects it from hitting the Earth. So the Aurora Borealis and the Aurora Australis. Which is the southern hemisphere. Southern hemisphere, same cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Cosmic energy, some of it comes through the electromagnetic field. Some of it, however, is shunted to the poles uh. where it dips like the core of an apple. Now they will, they will zip around these magnetic field lines. Those field lines then come in close to the Earth near the polar regions. So they spiral around and, and usually they're all deflected, no problem. But whenever there's a solar flare, they send a burst of charged particles out. So it's like a gust in the solar wind. If it gusts right at the Earth, then a couple of days later, there's a big gust of wind that hits it. And it kind of overloads that uh, magnetic field protection. These things load up, they spiral down, and they hit the upper atmosphere about 60 miles up. So what's really happening is the cosmic energy is affecting the elements, 
that are in the atmosphere causing this additional glow and the tremendously beautiful array of color. And they ionize oxygen and nitrogen atoms. The electrons recombine and as they do, they give off light. What you're doing is you're basically taking that kinetic energy of those invisible protons and converting it to visible light. And that's what causes those blue and red colors up in the sky and green, I've seen green. And the movements too. And then the movements, one time I saw a Northern Lights in, in, in Iowa and it looked like big green spare ribs in the sky moving across the sky, it was the coolest thing. Oh. And you see them in high latitudes such as in Alaska because you're very close to that magnetic pole up there and so you've got a lot of localized things up in Alaska, seeing the Northern Lights juxtaposed to the stars, it was just unbelievable. Like a spiritual experience where I'm able to worship God. And that's Psalm 8 time and Psalm 19 time. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I had the chance to ask Iditarod and Yukon Quest dog sled musher Laura Alloway to describe the beauty of the Alaskan winter wilderness. Mushing along, and I look over, and it was full moon, so everything's really bright. And you can see the mountains, the snow-covered mountains. And the aurora was <laughs> rocking overhead, and it was just like... Unbelievable. I mean, it, yeah. You hear no, no mechanical vehicles. You see no other people. You're out there, just you and your dogs, and the quiet, and the wilderness, and it is magical. Mm. Have you dreamed of taking a cruise to Alaska? Pastor Jim Scudder and his wife Karen invite you on a seven-day InGrace Creation Cruise this July. Join many other InGrace friends to see glaciers, whales, eagles, bear, and so much more while sailing the calm waters of this beautiful land. Each evening, we'll gather for a word from Pastor Scudder, hear from creation speaker Bruce Malone, and be blessed with music from Shelley Hamilton and Majesty Music. We will be cruising on Holland America, Alaska's premier cruise line, and we will visit Whittier, Skagway, Juneau, Ketchikan, and Vancouver. Also, the COVID vaccine requirement has ended, so it's finally time for you to enjoy Alaska. Get your free brochure by calling 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com travel. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com travel. Part of the allure of seeing the auroras in China were the hot springs. Imagine the contrast, walking through 30 below zero windchilled air into 100 degree earth warmed water. Just got finished in the hot springs and it is really, really beautiful in there and of course hot. But now you have to get out with wet hair and go over to your room but I actually kind of like that because you have the contrast of the hot and the cold, and it really makes you feel alive. While in Alaska, we were invited to go ice fishing by a man we had just met, Jason Clark. 
Jason owns a roofing business in Fairbanks and Honolulu. I was curious what he was doing here in Alaska in the wintertime. And fishing sometimes gives you lots of time to talk. The big question is, why did God choose fishermen? A lot of his disciples were fishermen. <laughs> he used fishermen because you, you understand, you know, that it's, there's, no, there's no such thing as perfect water. You know, there's no, everything's, there's never perfect safety because you always have to watch what you're doing. It's, you know, any minute things can turn and, you know, you better be ready. And you think that everything's, you're going to coast into shore, then you hit a rock. Well, then what happens? You, you think you're just going to load your boat up with fish. Well, then you can sink the boat because you have too many fish in there. So there's a lot of variables that I think he uses, you know, just like, it, you know, causes lambs. You know, and being around lambs, I understand because, man, we are stubborn sometimes. <laughs> and it's just amazing how, you know, you just think sometimes you seem like you're completely out of control. I mean, the waves are crashing on you. Everything's just coming at you. And, and you just got to keep your head up because if you don't, you know, it's going down. And you have to rely on the boat that you're on. You got to rely on it. It's made for this, you know, and that's where sometimes in our Christian life, it's horrible. <laughs> and we just want to jump out of the boat. Well, that's the absolute worst thing we can do is say, well, I'm just going to jump in the water. Well, that's, that's the part that's going to get you. Jason Clark's story of how he came to faith in Christ was incredible. Well, I grew up as a commercial fisherman. And I remember when I was in third grade, I remember crying because school's over. I knew that, you know, for the next couple months, whole summer break, I was going to spend 20 hours a day, seven days a week commercial fishing. That was my life. I grew up in that and, and hated it at the time. Didn't like my dad for that and very spiteful for him. But one thing it did teach me is it gave me an opportunity to be out in the wilderness and to see, you know, to see the ocean, to see the, the currents, to, to see the weather. And it didn't make sense that I came from nothing. Um, I didn't, wasn't a Christian home. And, but it still, it taught me in school that, you know, I came from nothing. I came from monkeys. The monkeys came from nothing. It didn't make sense to me. And, and I always questioned it. But when I was out on the boat, it just, it's like, who created all this? This is wonderful. And I finally, you know, just kept pushing, wondering about that. And then I went to a youth group activity because there's girls and food involved. So I'm like, I'm going to that. And I went to it and I watched a movie and it was a really scary movie and it talked about being going to hell in heaven and I was so scared. I'm like, oh man, and I decided that I, I don't want to go to hell and well, how am I going to go to heaven? Well, that's easy. I get, I'm going to work. And so for the next two weeks, I worked and I worked and I worked and it was tough, man. I, I tried to not say anything bad, not think do bad things, do good things and it was the worst two weeks of my life trying to be a good person. And after two weeks, I had a bonfire going out on a burn barrel. And I remember sticking a stick into the, the fire and, and I just got it lit and I swooped between me and God. And I'm like, God, I cut myself off from you. I can't do this. I can't work my way to salvation. I can't be a good enough person, so I can't do that. This is miserable. And I went on with my life, did a lot of sports and partying and, and girls, and that was tied up my life, but it just still kept nagging back in my mind, wow, where did I come from? And I went to uh, college down in the States and 
And as one thing that really bothered me is that God would send my dad, who was a, a good person, he was a hard person, but he was a good person, why would they send him to hell? Same place, he would send a murderer to hell. And that really bothered me. And the pastor showed me that all sin is sin. And every sin is, you can, every, the payment for each and every sin is death. And so I, I, I remember that really catching me and understanding it, but I had to come to grips of wh what, you know, how I was going to approach that. And my girlfriend decided that she didn't want to be with a, a non-Christian. And she was a Christian and she didn't want to be with a non-Christian and she broke up with me. And it really bothered me, tore me up. I loved her and, and now all of a sudden she doesn't want nothing to do with me. And so I went to a party and I used to tell, I used to joke and say that I could drink and I could do all this other stuff and it never bothered me. I never had hangovers. Well, by nine o'clock that night, I was passed out on the kitchen floor. And I ended up that night puking all over myself, woke up the next morning with puke all over me and I was having a hangover. And, and I really had to ask myself, is this all I have to do in my life? Is this what my life's gonna be like? And I, and I knew that I didn't want that for the rest of my life. So for the first time in my life, I went to church for me. I didn't go for a girl, didn't go for my mom or anybody else. I went for me. I went to church for me and I learned about salvation. I was at a Baptist church and I learned about that salvation is a free gift, that Jesus Christ paid for my sins. And it was hard for me to understand because growing up commercial fishing, I was taught if you want something, you work. You work hard for it, you get it. If you don't work hard, you don't get it. That's simple. And I went for, it was a foreign thought to me that I, I wasn't about works to salvation. It was about trusting Jesus Christ as my personal savior. And it took me a little bit. And then I finally, I remember being in the pastor's office and trusting Jesus Christ to save me. And it was such a blessing because afterwards, I always thought that Christians use Christianity as a crutch. And Christianity ain't a crutch, it's my sneakers. It allows me to, to do great things, be a blessing to do a lot of wonderful things. Part of the Aurora is touching the Big Dipper, or the Ursa Major, which people say is a symbol of God. And then you have the Little Dipper, which is Ursa Minor, and some people say, since we were made in the image of God, the Little Dipper is a representation of mankind. And between these two incredible star patterns, there's a constellation called Draco. And Draco is a constellation that some people say represents the dragon, the devil. And the tail of the devil is between God and man. And the cross separates God who created us in his image and man who has fallen and bridges the gap across the old devil who's the one that deceived us, the one that doesn't want us to receive God's free gift of eternal life. This cross is what makes it to where we can be reunited back to our Creator, the one who made us, the one who pours out life. That's what the dipper does, right? It pours out water. And Jesus said, I am the living water. Anyone who drinks of me will never, ever thirst again. Showing you creation is what we really wanna do. It's something that I love to do. I love to showcase what God has done, but I also don't wanna ever end there. I wanna show you the love that the Creator has for you. You know, there's all these different religions and a lot of people say, well, which one is right? There's only one, and I wouldn't even call it a religion. A religion is like man trying to reach God. God has reached us. There's only one 
story of faith that includes a resurrection and an empty tomb. And that's how much God loves you. And that's how we know for sure that he is God in the flesh. His name is Jesus. It's not about religion. It's not about being a good person because you can't ever be good enough. Jesus died on a cross for your sins. He died so that you and I can have eternal life and not just eternal life, but he also died so that we can be reconciled back to him and that we can have fellowship and have purpose in life to know God and to serve him and to love him and to have the blessings of God in our life. That is what we're trying to say here in Grace is what God wants for you. But you have to come to him by faith. It's not by works. It's not by you trying to do better and trying to do more. It's what he did for you. He did all of the work because we couldn't do anything. He died for you on a cross and rose again. And he says by this death and resurrection, he says to you, if you will simply believe in me, you will receive a gift called everlasting life. My friends, that's how you'll know the creator is by accepting his gift of eternal life. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.